What's up, everybody? Welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree. Today, I wanted to introduce you to someone who I hold so near and dear to my heart, someone who inspires me in so many ways beyond production and what I can bring you on the screen. Uh, she's a wonderful individual with a very exciting life philosophy around sexuality and around exploring it for yourself. And today I wanna to talk to her all about where this journey started and where the hell it's going. So if you're a fan of Naked News, then you likely already know her and love her. And if you're a Cam4 viewer, get ready because she is brand new to our platform. Uh, joining me today for this conversation is the incredible Frankie Kennedy. How lucky am I to be joined today by one of my, my absolute sisters in the biz, Miss Frankie Kennedy. You are a Naked News anchor, a Naked News producer, and a content creator. Darling, what a thrill to have you. I feel lucky to be here. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is going to be really special because you and I have been working together for like how many years now? When did you start on Naked News? I think it's almost been five years now. Yeah. Four yeah. or five years. Honestly, it feels so weird because when I was in other jobs where it felt like a job, you know how many years and it felt longer. Whereas yeah. at Naked News, I honestly don't really know because I know that it's longer than it feels. <laughs> um, I, re I remember <laughs> when you started. Yeah, I, I remember when you started, it was maybe a couple months after I had joined because I was still very new oh, okay. and there was an absolute like freak out buzz about you. And I remember oh. hearing about you before I saw you and you've become this like totally outspoken, absolutely irresistible icon of the show because you also hold down the sports casting, which is pretty necessary to Naked News. Let's be real. Yes, I think so too. Um, I think our audience at Naked News is very much male. And uh, I think sports is just very male based still. And I think they just love hearing about their sports with boobies out. Who yeah. wouldn't? <laughs> Who wouldn't? I mean, it's like, it's totally the icing on the cake, right? Like it just it helps makes if sense. you're a little sporty and you know a little bit about sports. So <laughs> yeah, you've got a bit of that like jock side to you, which for a long time, I'm like, is this real? And then we hung out outside of work and I'm like, this shit's real. You definitely yeah. have this like bro down ability that I, I commend entirely because that's, that's authentic. Yeah. <laughs> so Frankie, can you, can you tell us where this like journey of confidence in sexual expression began? Cause here's what I know about you. When you joined the show, uh, a lot of people, when they join naked news, um, they need to, think what what's my name going to be what's my character going to be what's what's this this archetype going to be you came in fully realized you were yeah. frankie kennedy right out of the gate you had already done some nude modeling so take us to the beginning of your journey in sexual expression Ooh, my beginning of sexual expression so it would have to be my first nude shoot ever um, which was with a photographer named Lucio Fratelli. And that first nude shoot got into Playboy Slovakia. And that's where Frankie Kennedy came from because I had a real vanilla job at the time. 
And I was working in an all male based job. I was working in a warehouse an entire warehouse. Um, I was working with all male forklift drivers. I didn't want them to find out about my playboy. Well, they found out anyway, they're good at, they're like worse than women with the research, I swear. So they found out, <laughs> they knew, but I liked the name Frankie. I never, I never liked my real name. So I thought, you know what, this is my time to change my name to what I want it to be. And to now just like, forget about any insecurities I had in the past and just totally envelop Frankie Kennedy. Um, and I totally did it. And I, and I honestly, I'll, I'll never go back. I'll never go back mm. to old me. It wasn't me. I would felt like I was, I was always Frankie Kennedy trapped in that person's body. Yeah. No, I get that. I feel that. I feel like you are in your truest state because there's never <laughs> a moment where you're lost for words or lost or hesitating in any way. But this oh is no, you. sometimes I have diarrhea of the mouth and that's a problem. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. I fucking love it, especially in this format. So please feel free to just spray all over us. Okay. Frankie, when you first did that Playboy, when mm -hmm. that first opportunity to pose, not just naked, but let's be honest, erotically, because mm -hmm. that's pretty much the the... That's the gig when you do a, a magazine like Playboy is that there is a level of eroticism to it. And it's for the gaze that's meant to feel an arousal of it. Who knew about that at the time? Did you tell friends, family, partners? Uh, my partner knew. My partner yeah. at the time knew. Um, friends, not so much. Maybe a couple close friends just because um, I grew up in a very conservative farm town. And I was still living there. So mm. I had to be very secretive about it. Um, it's funny, though, like I didn't tell my mom, but I told my dad. My dad's a little more liberal and more less vanilla, I guess. Um, and uh, I told them and they actually like my dad and my and my dad's wife, they took me out for dinner. So wow. you have to you know, know who to tell to go to for support. Like my mom at the beginning was not now she's like fully supportive, but mm. I hit a lot of things from her just because I knew she's like, you know, a big prude and really conservative, but I eased her into it. <laughs> mm. Wait, so did time just wear her down to seeing your work as legitimate? Was it just keeping, you know, the, the days and years in the business rolling by for her to see that this was something real for you? Well, yeah, because I started modeling when I was a teenager mm -hmm. and I stuck with that. Like even when, when I was working full time job, I took my vacation time, my weekends to do auditions, to do paid gigs. I hustled the whole time I was working like 60 hours a week and I made it to where I am now because I never quit. And mm -hmm. I think that that legitimized it for her a little bit. And uh, for sure, like she doesn't want to hear details, but she she congratulates me. And yeah. She, yeah. she knows she's, she's proud of me. She just doesn't want to know details. And that's, that's okay. <laughs> you know what? That's a, that's a win in itself to be at that stage of the game, because a lot of the folks that listen or watch this program in particular are people that are looking to gain insight on what it would look like, what their experience might be like if they step into the adult industry. So we get a lot of people that are uh, budding cam performers or budding content creators. And I love giving them that real raw perspective. So with that in mind, when we talk about something like stigma and the realities and what it takes to continue putting years into this business, I hear all the time about 
being a bad bitch and taking no shit and you can't tell me I'm wrong but in the real sense of it have you experienced stigma have you felt any backlash to what decisions you've made moving further into this business so it's funny that you should say that because I just dealt with that this weekend actually um it's very recent it's actually and I'll get to like it does it, you gotta have tough skin in this business you definitely have to have thick skin, but we're all humans. And there, there are people out there that are still have this stigma about cam girls, about content creators, maybe about people in the porn industry, um, anything like that. Um, where like, let's, I'll just give you the, uh, the synopsis here. I met some new people and, um, they knew what I did, naked news, uh, and you know, the online camming platforms. And, uh, I guess they were all drinking one night and researched me a little more. We had become friends, like we were now friends for a month or so and uh, hanging out all the time, blah, blah, blah. So they did some research on me and found some XXX content and decided that they no longer wanted to be friends with me and told me that this weekend, that because of something that they found on me online and that they're not vanilla and they're pretty liberal, they think but they can no longer be friends with me anymore. And I said, what? well, did you watch it? Do you watch things like that? And they said, yes. And I said, okay, goodbye. Cause those are not the kind of people that I want to be friends with. When they're not liberal. They're, they are vanilla. They are prudes. Don't try to put lipstick on a pig here. You are what you are. You're judging me. And that's fine that you don't want, but, but I told you what I did. what did you think I was doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what so, they so what what did what did that feel like for you though when you first were delivered that news was I'm there not gonna a... lie. I was upset I was like yeah. wow I couldn't believe that there was people my age or around my age in Toronto which is a pretty liberal place that were still thinking like that and that my own parents who are 30 years older can accept me but these people can't and you know what that's fine I don't want them in my life then. And I don't well, need to of people in my life, but you know what? I did spend like half a day and been depressed over it because as thick a skin as we might think we have, we are still human. And maybe it was just maybe a little bit of a blow to my ego, but then it took me like that half a day to be like, no, fuck them. I am a bad bitch. I'm happy with what I do. It makes me happy. So I don't give a fuck that those miserable bitches are up there judging me. Right. <laughs> but, but seriously, but seriously, thank you for saying that, for saying that I felt low. I felt, you know, depressed for a day because I did. that is a reality. And I'm noticing as we're trying to break the stigma or end the stigma, a lot of the the voices I'm hearing from people in our business is just, yeah, well, you just got to let it roll off. Your, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. Yeah, whatever. And I love the idea of that. But there's also a reality of that, that you need to set your expectations. And yes, you will have some days where you feel low, where you feel less than. And mm -hmm. that is why it is a reality in our world. And you need to to fully understand that otherwise you'll be asking yourself why don't i have the strength that these people have they didn't talk about this low they didn't talk about this sad part of it there is some real shit to you know the stigma that's out there i think it's very important that everybody you know we, we all are bad bitches okay but we all can have those times where we need to cry or we need to spend half a day in bed but having the positive thinking always behind you like mm. you always have to think, yes, I'm a bad bitch. Cause that's, what's going to get you out of your funk. You mm. can be sad, 
but keep that positive thinking, keep that confidence. Um, and you can have your days less confident, but just remember that you're a bad bitch. <laughs> totally. totally. And if that's a mantra you say in the mirror, then fucking go for it. Yeah. But I, I, I really, I want to highlight something that you mentioned about it being a group of people your age or around your age that had these opinions about the work that you do. It's so funny and call me naive, but years, years ago, I've been in this game now about the same amount of time as you, but years ago, I remember thinking, well, that attitude died off in our parents' generation. That, no. that, that feeling and that attitude towards sexuality, I was like, no, no, we left that shit in the past. That belongs to our parents and those idiots that just, they, they don't get it. They don't get our modern way of thinking, but you look at what's happening in, let's say even America right now, and there's a very obvious uh, growing trend of this righteous fundamentalist, puritanical censorship driven uh, shift that is, is quite palpable and scary and it is led by young people. So what are, what are your predictions of what happens to our industry and this effort to try and end the stigma against us? I mean, I'm, I just, I'm just hoping that, you know, people will see through this haze of craziness that's going on right now, because I yeah. thought we were out of that Same. And, we were all, and I thought we were sex positive and I thought, you know, we were less judgy cunts, but I guess not. There are still some, I think it's like almost like systematic in a sense yeah. where there are some families, you know, even when I go back to the farm. I'm judged a little bit. I don't wear stuff like this when I go there. Um, so I feel like there are old school traditions and families and people that are still in set with that because, you know, they had their three kids by the time they were 30, like their parents did. And honestly, I don't want to be like, oh, they're just jealous, but it might be a sense of jealousy that they've done what they did and they see us same age living life, you know, going to these places, exotic places, going to Vegas while they're stuck at home with their kids, you know, going to soccer practice, going to hockey every day, going to dance, going to this. And you know what? That's great. And sometimes I was like, I wish I had a little mini me that I was doing that with, but then I'm like, fuck no. Are you kidding me? I, I love that you said that. I love that you said that because I've also tried to remind myself that, you know, people that don't explore or satisfy their sexual curiosities in this life often begin to resent those that do. I really, I truly believe that sexuality and our own understanding of our sexuality is the key to unlocking a comfort within ourselves because mm -hmm. it's what motivates us to pursue things in life. The pursuit mm -hmm. of sex or sexual gratification. Like that's, to me, that's a human fucking reality whether or not you're actively looking to, you know, hump everything around you. No, but, but we are in the <laughs> pursuit of that, you know? And so you, you even brought up the phrase, um, sex positivity and everyone has their own definition of this. So in your own definition, what is sex positivity? Sex positivity to me is as long as you're not hurting anybody and everybody has consent, I think do what you want. Like as, as long as you're not doing, you're not hurting anybody, doing anything illegal or disgusting, like in certain other aspects, but like do what you want. If that makes you happy. Hey, if you like to get DP'd with a fucking cock in your mouth, fucking do it. Like no slut shaming, sex positivity. You know, if you like sticking foreign objects up your ass, do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I have a butt plug in my ass right now. Just do what you want. <laughs> yeah. 
I fucking believe you. You know, I fucking I believe you on you. that. <laughs> Girl, I believe you. I really do. And this is this is why I love talking with you about sexuality and this. I believe that we are in our own sexual revolution right now uh, and we're a part of it. But like you are the real deal. You are as free as it gets. Thank My you. God. What do you want in this life, woman, when it comes to sexual satisfaction? What does that mean to you? You can take that as literal or as abstract as you want. What is sexual satisfaction to Frankie Kennedy? Honestly, like, I don't mean to sound cheesy, but I feel like I have it right now. And my, I'm with a guy, daddy, we're in a long distance relationship. But before I was with him, all my sexuality, all the things I wanted to do were very repressed by my exes and people who just didn't understand how much of a freak I was. And honestly, there's nothing off the table that I cannot say to him and vice versa. And we're still growing, but that is like, I think that's sexual satisfaction is just keep growing, keep doing what you want to do and having somebody or multiple people is fine mm -hmm. too. Having people that will experience or go through that with you is also always great. It's better to do that than to do it alone, <laughs> but yeah. a long time is good too. But I just think yeah. always exploring and always, you know, spicing things up, whether it be in your relationship, um, you know, in an orgies or for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I support that message wholeheartedly. It's really, I believe it's, it's our purpose in life and you mm -hmm. can call me a sexed up maniac. I believe it's our purpose in life. Honestly, so Frankie, I feel like yeah. people say that they say they're like addicted to sex. We all are like, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's instinctual. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why, you know, animals, mammals we we seek out intercourse sexual you know togetherness it's it's instinctual it's inside of us so some of it we can't necessarily uh eliminate completely it's it's instinctual mm -hmm. like i know i know i get hornier than regular some weeks out of my month because that shit's instinctual you know what i mean like it's it's yeah. just part of our dna and I also feel like the more you do repress it, the more you're going to be like, whoa, and lash yeah. up one day and just fucking hit everything on the list in one weekend, which kind of happened to me the first time I went to Hedo. <laughs> I know, I know. Hedonism is a very uh, exciting place for that level of graduation in your life. Like you can go to Hedonism in Jamaica and completely turn your life around. Like you can go and completely learn something new about yourself. But here's what I also find very brave. Frankie, you're doing your sexual exploration and you're also sharing it with an audience. So mm -hmm. we have our platform on tempted.com. Um, you create content, you create all kinds of content and you're talking about you know, the partner that you're with now, you're talking about all these new sexual experiences that you're having, but you're sharing so many of them with your audience. Why did you choose to do that, to share it as, as simultaneously as it's happening? And would you recommend it for other people? Honestly, I never really thought of it like that. I'm just, a, mm. I'm an open book. And um, it's funny that you say that. I, you just made me realize that. But um, I guess it's because I am an open book and you know, my, my fans sign up to me for that girlfriend experience with Frankie Kennedy. And, um, you know, I just want them to envision that they could be him, um, or that they could be there in that moment with me. And, mm. you know, and if it, if it is a little awkward at times, well, that's okay. Cause we're just doing this all together for the first time. 
And I think it just makes it a little more different than like your, you know, high production porn um, and just makes it a little more like, yeah, that's, that porn is awesome. I watch that porn every day, (laughs) Yeah, but if there's something a little more kinkier to somebody doing something for the first time and you being able to see it, right. Losing your identity and you being able to see it. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and I hope that everyone watching and listening is like salivating right now because you heard us correctly. A lot of these new experiences, whether they're first time or not, they are newer. Frankie is you. It it blows my mind because you're just so comfortable to immediately make it available. And I think there's something incredibly liberating about that. So like I I commend you. I applaud you in that. Most of us would wait till we're masters, you know, like like, I'm going to wait till I've mastered the art of whatever it is. Fill in the blank. Quite literally. I'm going to wait till I'm a master. And you're like, no, no, no. It's exciting. Don't you want to see this new discovery of mine? Yeah. And practice makes perfect. And I want them to see my practice getting more perfect. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, you know, the latest news for Frankie Kennedy is that, um, of course, you have jumped over and jumped aboard onto the Cam 4 ship, which uh, Cam 4 is obviously the ones who produce and make this wonderful podcast. So I love letting the listeners know uh, about the latest news. And you have joined cam for let's talk about what you plan on bringing people in your shows what's the experience okay so i plan on doing um some nude painting in the nudes um that's what i do on my tempted i'm going to bring that over to cam for um so it's more of an artistic thing i also during that show while i'm painting anybody who tips gets to claim a body part of mine and gets their username painted on my body part So that's always a little fun too. Um, My morning wood shows, uh, Saturday morning, I do a morning wood show where I wake up with you in bed and take care of your morning wood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm very a loving person. I like to say that I love you all and I like to call you daddies if that's okay. Um, But yeah, I'm very intimate, very sexual and I have a lot of energy. Yeah, you really <laughs> do. But things, surprising things happen on my show. So, Girl, I saw that Red Bull that you just like literally hucked down your throat. I know the energy that you have. Okay. Can we get you a Red Bull sponsorship? Like, <laughs> right? Come on, Red Bull, give me some wings. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, first of all, I can't wait to have you on happy hour. I can't wait to, or back on happy hour. I can't wait to find you on the cam Four homepage, all of that shit. But as we're looking at your career evolving, and as it has all this momentum in it, because it really does have momentum right now, I can attest to that as an onlooker. You are moving forward with such a fast pace. I want to ask you, what's the plan? Have you put an end goal in sight? Is there something you're waiting to accomplish? Is there another level you hope to attain? Honestly, no end goal. I just keep this ball rolling. I mean, yeah. I'm hustling right now. And um Like right now is a really good time for me. I'm really happy in my life, different aspects of my life, which wasn't the case a couple of years ago. Mm. So I think that maybe having that little turnaround has helped me just like keep hustling. Um, I want to do, I want to get into more XXX content. So, um, you know, maybe get some co-stars involved. 
Yeah, so maybe, definitely. Maybe know. <laughs> Frankie, that would not be hard. Okay, don't right? even say don't even say that's a challenge. Okay, like there there's a line waiting to work with you. Really? Um, you've got such such a. a an irresistible pull. It's like this gravitational pull. I mean, I'm actively flirting with you on this fucking Zoom <laughs> screen right now. Okay. Well, yeah, I asked, girl, I asked our, our shared audience. I was on our tempted platform earlier and I asked out loud, who's got some questions for Frankie Kennedy? Cause I'm going to be hosting oh. <laughs> a little one-on-one -on -one with her. And I got a question from a certain someone that almost all of us know. And this individual asked, Frankie must have a kink that we don't know about yet. What is the kink she has not told us about yet? Could it be a new discovery or could it be something that she just hasn't had the chance to depict or display or experience? What is that kink that we have yet to know about you? Hmm. That's hard. Okay. So I'm not really sure. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, a kink that you guys might not know about me. Cause I kind of keep it pretty private. I think I've like told maybe two people before. So here it is. Um, and I don't want this to come off wrong. No, no shaming. Bring it. <laughs> I like a little bit of the like rape thing. Somebody that, you know, though, and like, Maybe they don't tell you, for instance, like my man, um, maybe like waiting one day and like breaking into his own house when I'm there and just like coming up behind me and taking me. Yeah. Um, and something he's already kind of started something similar to that. When I was waiting for him in the dungeon, he just came behind me and put the thing over my head and ran. I thought that was really hot. So now I'm in, stepping more into like exploring that a little more with him, but it's like more role play rape. That's just it. We're talking role play okay. here. Of course, the, the word is so the word is so inflammatory. We yeah. hear it and we go, oh, my God, and rightfully so. I mean, it's one of the most heinous crimes to commit on another human being. We get that. We all understand that. Yeah. Um, but but bringing that kind of imagination, bringing that kind of conviction into the bedroom, into sexuality, uh, you're experiencing it. You said that you two have already started playing like this. Yeah, because I'm definitely very sub and he's definitely very dom and I like the aggression yeah. and um, the more like, like it's forceful, but I like it. Like I'm like, right. or like what I'm like, when I leave there, I'm like, I want to leave with proof. Like, come yeah. on, me harder. <laughs> yeah. And so, so it, it leads me to this question then, how do you responsibly set up a rape fantasy for you and your partner like what's the what needs to be discussed beforehand before you actually say and go yeah so definitely obviously communication is key in all of these freaking things that's like the biggest thing in all of life communication is key for everything um safe word safe word big thing um because if something's not going right that safe word you guys know it it can stop right there you can reevaluate if the mood is killed, you can get back to it another day. Um, mm -hmm. A safe word can can also help from the mood getting killed before it gets killed. If it's starting to go somewhere you don't like, safe word, safe word it. Um, if there's any like pure no-nos, tell them before. Like there's no way, like friends, I don't know, maybe some people like, you know, anal play and some people don't. I love it. But if you mm -hmm. don't, like don't put anything up my butt. Fine. Like no way, don't even play with it. Don't even joke around with it. It's an exit only. Cool. 
I mean, mine's not. So, <laughs> but I, I don't have a lot of no-nos. <laughs> and I think that's, uh, that's like a really desirable thing for a dom. <laughs> it certainly um, oh, is. I do have one no-no actually, actually two, two no-no. What are they? Don't hit my face just because I've had things like that in the past and I don't want to be hit in the face. Um, and don't call my pussy a cunt. You can call me a cunt all day long, but don't call my pussy a cunt or it's over, over. <laughs> it is do you have a- the hair desert done. Do you, do you have other names for your pussy? I don't, you can call it a pussy. You can call it a slut. You can call it a fucking hole. Like I don't even care. He calls yeah. me a three hole slut. Like I don't care. Be as derogatory that way as you want. Just do not call my pussy a cut. I mean, you've got to have hard limits, you know, yeah. like. And that, I don't know where that comes from. I just fucking hate it. It doesn't matter. It's your hard limit. Yeah. Like, I think people who don't know what their hard limits are actually block some time off in an afternoon and fucking write them down and see which ones resonate the most with you and be like, I don't ever want to experience this. If there's something you don't ever want, like, like for you face interaction in that way, face hitting, you got to know your hard limits. If you want to elevate your sex game, end of story. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I think I realized that one day when like somebody hit me across the face really hard during sex and I was just like, get off. Yeah. Um, hit me with your dick as hard as you want in the face. <laughs> but it's also like my money maker. So like it is, the, girl. Put the bruises elsewhere. It it is your absolute fucking. I mean, the whole thing, the whole package is a money maker, honey. But like, there's all this real estate. Just don't hurt oh. my. Feet. <laughs> I get it, girl. I get it. So for everyone that has enjoyed today's conversation, which I know is everybody, uh, Frankie, what's the information on how to find you online? What are the links? Ooh, okay. So Instagram is Frankie Kennedy TV. You're going to have to put that whole thing in there because Instagram hates me and I'm constantly shadow banned. Um, my Twitter's it's Frankie K. That's with the it's I-T-S, Frankie K. Um, and honestly, um, my temptation is Frankie Kennedy, um, my cam four, I just set up and I honestly don't remember the name right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure to let everyone know a big splashy rollout when it's ready. Yeah. Because my original name was taken. So <laughs> somebody took my name. <laughs> I can't believe there's someone trying to be Frankie Kennedy on cam four. I know. I know. Right. Like what? How dare. So that's why I don't know it. I would know it if I could have picked it because it would have been Frankie Kennedy TV. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> people, there's lots of places to find her, uh, including in my dreams. So if you are <laughs> Freddy Krueger and you have access to them, please come hang out. It's a wonderful, glorious place to be. Uh, it's been such a thrill chatting with you. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. And I'll meet you in my dreams too, Laura. Oh, I love it. You're so wonderful. Hey, everyone watching and listening right now. Thank you so much. Remember to like, favorite, and subscribe to this channel wherever you're hearing us on. Uh, I'm Laura Desiree. This has been Licked and Loaded, a Cam 4 podcast. We will see you back here real soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. This has been a Cam 4 radio production. Come say hi at www.cam4radio.com.